hi, my name is Scott, and I have read all of the Harry Potter books multiple times. I've seen all of the movies, and like most of my peers, I continue to be a Harry Potter enthusiast to this day. And I'm Becky, and I have never read a Harry Potter book or seen any of the films, which makes me the ultimate muggle. Join us as we make our way through each book, section by section, where Becky will make predictions about what she thinks will happen next. And Scott will try to convince me why it's a good series worth reading and maybe even worth loving. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Muggle's Guide to Hogwarts. Season two. We. This is not our first episode. No, it's episode two of oh, season okay. two. Okay, you said it like it was like, I'm just Whoa! still, I'm, I'm pumped that we're on season two. <laughs> you sound like it was like a big, like mind-blowing announcement. And I was like, we, we already did one of these. Season two, episode two, where... We're talking about the first three chapters uh, yeah. of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Secrets, secrets, secrets. For those of you who have no idea what's going on, my name is Scott, and with me is the ultimate muggle, Becky. And we are going through Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, while Becky, who has no idea what the hell these books are about, is trying to predict what happens section by section, chapter by chapter, until we get through to the end. That's right. That's what we're doing. Uh-huh. So last episode, the first episode of season two, Becky made predictions for chapters one, two, and three of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And this episode, later on, she's going to be making some predictions for the next three chapters. First, we're going to have a discussion about what happened in those first three chapters and figure out if she was right or wrong with her predictions. Mm -hmm. Those were some doozies. So just for a quick recap, the first three chapters are The Worst Birthday, Dobby's Warning, and The Burrow. And in chapter one, we enter with Harry in the Dursleys' house, and they're getting ready for some really important clients of Mr. Dursley's to come over. For yeah, like he a wants sales to like pitch. Sell a bunch of drills. Yeah, Mr. Dursley, the drill salesman. He's selling drills. And you the you know what the names are? Do you remember the names of the people he's trying to sell the drills to? I don't. It's Mr. and Mrs. Mason, which I think is kind of funny. Why is that funny? Because that's like a, a stone working. Yeah, like a so, Mason is someone that works with stone. So you wouldn't need drills, or you think it's just funny because it's like tangentially related? No, it's just funny because J.K. Rowling is super on point with her names. Like, yeah, she's a bit on the nose. She does not. She's there's no subtlety there. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just like, you know what? These people fucking work with stone. But let's why call, would let's call them Mason? Yeah, but then would they even need drills? Well, they need drills to drill into the stone. Maybe who knows where they're going to use drill drills into for? Stone. What else would you drill into? Wood. No, I think. Okay, like. <sighs> Small drills, yeah, drill into wood. But I think the drills that, and this is totally, <laughs> I don't have any basis for this, but he, Mr. Dursley works for like a large drill company. And I'm assuming oh. he, he sells drills that like big, like landscaping or like mining drills. Oh, I just always assumed they were just like little hand drills. That would be funnier. I think that 
is what Maybe, it am is. Am I giving too much credit? I to think so. Mr. Like Dursley. you're thinking they do like big drills like an Armageddon that can like drill through asteroids yeah, well okay maybe not <laughs> maybe not that big okay but i'm thinking like big like extraction drills like for extracting resources like oil from the middle of the fucking earth you think that's what mr dursley sells drills yes i i think it's a joke because it's like something incredibly dull. mundane and dull yeah. and small well that i'm on board with that i think that's funnier okay i've never thought that he was selling like construction equipment. <laughs> I really thought he was selling like big, heavy equipment drills. Wow. Yeah. Maybe you're a muggle. It's true. <laughs> but they never. I mean, they, it doesn't I, matter. I guess it's, it doesn't. But it makes no difference. Can we? To this story. Can we throw it out there? Can we like throw a poll or something on Instagram or Twitter? Like, what? What do people think? Because I'm so confused by your interpretation. Yeah. For for our like four Twitter followers, we can put out a, a poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> and we'll get one response. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. We'll do it. We'll do a poll. We'll do a Harry Potter poll. Follow what us on kind social of drill, media. What guys. kind of drills does Mr. <laughs> Dursley and his company manufacture? Yeah. Like we'll have like a picture. Like, are you picturing this? Like, rear, rear, or like this? Like, rah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what we'll do. <laughs> that was better. That was that way was better. better. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sound. Yeah, that's good. Theo hates that sound. Theo is our dog. Theo. That's the name of our dog. Yeah, that's the name of our dog. He does not like the high-pitched drill sound. Okay. Well, we'll keep Theo away from Mr. Dursley then. Okay. Okay, okay, we got business to cover. We're, yeah, we're right. too far so, gone. <laughs> they're having like a sales pitch dinner with Mr. and Mrs. Mason, and Mr. Dursley's like, this is the biggest sale of my career. We're going to buy a, a vacation home somewhere fancy. And I, what I think is funny is they like, there's a point at the beginning where they're going through their roles for the evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is pretty funny. Yeah. And he, and he asks everyone in the family, Mr. Dursley asks them, what are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? And then he gets to Harry and he's like, I'm in my room. Yeah. I'm not Quiet making any mouth. noise. Yeah, yeah, pretending yeah. I don't exist. And, and he says that like three times. He says oh, it a lot of times. Gold. And like Dudley has like, just like specific roles and lines he's supposed to say. I have a complaint about this chapter. Okay. Okay. So if you remember from the first book, my favorite line in the whole first book of Harry Potter was about Harry Potter getting a coat hanger on his birthday. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, a, it's hilarious. <laughs> Is your complaint that he doesn't get a gift? Well, then you, then you set me up that you, you're like, oh, that's like a theme that he gets like really terrible gifts throughout yeah. his birthdays. And so it I was really excited for this first chapter. I was like, what is it gonna? I know because it's because the chapter is called the worst. Birthday. I know it's called the worst birthday. You I thought like, it'd what? be like the worst gift ever, like belly button lint. Like, what is this gonna be? And they didn't even give him a present. I know, I know. I think it's the worst birthday because they just ignored it completely. But I, I stick by what I said. There, okay. It's like a theme. It's like a thing okay. where 
the Dursleys give Harry terrible gifts throughout the entire series. See, I was kind of hoping we were done with the Dursleys now. Oh, no. Ugh. Okay. Well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like once Harry has broken out and is like, you know, spending a bit of his summer with the Weasleys, I was kind of hoping he never went back to the Dursleys because as we know, they're awful and like caricatures of evil people. Yeah. And I don't think he should be living with them at all. Right. So where I was would kinda, you go? I was where, kinda, where would you The stay? Weasleys. Just stay with the Weasleys yeah, the whole time? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, I think a lot of people agree with you. And I think the Weasleys would absolutely just take them in in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. There is some bullshit reason that J.K. Rowling invents later on. Is it because of love? Yeah, pretty much related <laughs> to that. But yes, there is a reason why he needs to stay there every summer. Mm. And you'll discover that much later in a much later book because everyone was asking the same question. Like, why are you going why back Why is there? he going back? Especially if they would take him in. Anyway, okay, sorry. I was jumping ahead. Okay. So, yeah. So nothing really happens in relation to Harry's birthday except they just ignore it completely mm-hmm. and have this dinner party. Mm-hmm. And... Can I just say something really fast? Yeah. I was rereading this with you, kind of. Well, yeah. Pretty much. You were listening to it and I was asleep in the car. Don't, I read it don't later. Give that away. Um, <laughs> it just, it was shocking to me how much J.K. Rowling kept describing them as like so fat. Oh my gosh. So fat. She used that word like 20 times in the first chapter. So much. It was so bothersome. And I almost didn't even want to bring it up again because I felt like I harped on this Mm -hmm. in the first book. Like, is that really the only characteristic you can come up with? And yeah, they were just talking about like Dudley and his butt falling off the chair and like all of these like. They really want us to know how fat they they are. They really do. And she's like drawing some kind of parallel between like being fat and being a terrible person. A terrible person that I don't appreciate. No. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah, that's she absolutely is doing that. Like when she is trying to describe evil people, that is one of the traits that comes to mind, I think. Does Dudley still have his pigtail? No, he got that removed. Remember? He did? Yeah, in the first book, the reason that the Dursleys drove Harry to King's Cross Station was because they had to go into London so they could go to the doctor to get the tail removed. Yeah, I mean, I know they were like checking it out, but I just thought maybe it like wasn't. Possible. I, I think it's just assumed that it's gone. It's gone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then at the end of this chapter, Harry's in his room pretending mm-hmm. like he doesn't exist and someone shows up. Yes. Someone or something. So, something. What would you call? Would you call it a someone or a something? I th- it's a. It's a being. It's a thing. It's a being with a brain. Yeah, but like dogs have brains and you wouldn't be like. It has Someone's a personality, here. it can talk, it yeah. seems to have, you yeah. know, certain emotions. That's fine. He can be a someone. Anyway, Dobby shows up. Dobby. Oh, Dobby. Yeah, how do you feel about Dobby? I really don't know how I feel about Dobby. What do you think of, like, I don't know, maybe you've seen, like, images of Dobby but just from the description in the book, what do you how would you picture in your head? Yeah. No, I mentioned at the end of 
last episode, I think, like, I have seen, like, a video clip or something of Dobby. Yeah. Like, I do have, like, a very vivid, like, I know what the movies have portrayed him to look like, but I was kind of weirded out with him when I saw him, so I was trying really hard to read the book with, like, a fresh mind of let me, like, formulate a new opinion of this character. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard. I mean, like, I definitely picture the dirty, tattered pillowcase that they talk about and these really big ears. The eyes they described in the book a little bit differently than I remember. Like, big eyes, like, as big as tennis balls, I think they say, Mm -hmm. and, like, really far apart. And green, too. very green. I guess I picture him, like, like a chihuahua. Yeah. With big eyes, big ears, but like a hairless chihuahua. I can I can totally see that. Yeah. I think so. If you follow us on Instagram, we post pictures of our dog on there all the time. And I think our dog has Dobby ears. You he think super, so? Yeah, he has super big ears that go out. But I picture Dobby's ears as being more like erect. Uh, well, I am basing this off of what I what Dobby is interpreted to look like in the movies. Okay. So from the book, maybe he's like more bat like, more chihuahua like, but from the movie, I think our dog has Dobby ears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still a little on edge about Dobby. Like I don't really know how to feel about him. Like, okay, so he's here, he's shown up, he's giving Harry this warning that kind of seems like bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then he's doing this, like, self-inflicting harm thing that I really don't find endearing. But I know, like, people have said, like, oh, like, Dobby's, like, a really loved character. So does does he show up more than just this book and this chapter? Well, he shows up a lot in this book. Yeah. Um, And he shows up throughout the series. Yeah. Like, I take pity on him, like, if he's clearly, like, abused at his whatever house he's at. But like, I just don't quite understand his place right now and his purpose. You will. I mean, well, so he is a house elf. Right. You will learn more about house elves throughout the book and throughout the series. Are they just like servants? They're, yes, they are portrayed as servants. They're also portrayed as like slaves. Yeah, that makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Why would they have that as part of this world? Like, why is that something that like, magic families can have these like slaves so i don't want to get too into it because this is a concept that is talked about throughout the books Mm -hmm. so like this slavery issue is talked about not in the same way that you might expect it to be talked about but it is certainly talked about and just to kind of give you the broad picture of it I think house elves are very common to old wizarding families, like Mm -hmm. wizarding families that have existed for a very long time. And back in the day, it was very commonplace to have house elves. Maybe it's kind of changed since then, but house elves themselves are portrayed to like being enslaved because they like to serve because that's like their purpose in life. Is to serve, which is very weird. A little and problematic. It's problematic, and that is also somewhat addressed. But this is something that we can talk about for several books, and at the end of the entire series, if we get through all the books, <laughs> we can talk about kind of the conclusion of that. But I don't want to give too much away because it's yeah. it's it comes. I mean, up a if lot. if it's like some 
commentary that's being made, I guess I just need to like see the bigger picture. But it, as far as like this chapter, I was just like, I, I don't understand the purpose of this warning coming in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be confusing. You don't really understand what is Dobby talking about first off. Yeah. And how does he know? How? Why did he come it just and warn completely Harry? Crazy. Yeah. We don't know all this, and it does become clear later on. Okay. Well, I'll try to like move past it, but it it's a little unsettling. It's, I'm not gonna it's, lie. It's weird that this weird creature showed up on Harry's bed to give him this very cryptic warning about not going back to school, not really giving him a reason why. Yeah. yeah, and then starts to, like, wreak havoc and, like, make a lot of noise and then go downstairs and, like, drop the dessert. I don't remember what it was. He levitates, like, a pudding <laughs> and then drops it on Harry's head. <laughs> but then Harry gets blamed for it and it's, like, this whole thing. Right. Right, right, right. I understand introducing this element of suspense, like, is Harry in danger? Like, is he going back to the school to be put in more danger but i at this moment i don't understand it being introduced in this way and i i don't find dobby super endearing yet maybe that will change maybe it will maybe it won't maybe fair it enough won't. i think i think dobby is a kind of like you really like dobby or you really don't like dobby yeah i mean like you feel sorry for him cuz he's clearly abused I, I don't know there's just well We'll see if you like him at the end of the book. Okay. A couple other things that I wanted to bring up. Uh One was, so Harry's been like upset this whole time that his friends haven't written to him. Yeah. And then we find out that Dobby was stealing all of the letters. Yeah, that's strange. Somehow he was intercepting the letters, which I don't. Because if he doesn't really get, get any letters, then he might not go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, he might be like com- become depressed that his friends aren't talking to yeah, him. Yeah, that's a bit of a reach as well. I also want to point out that he's been out of Hogwarts for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like it really hasn't been that yeah. long. <laughs> and like how many letters do you expect your friends to write over like a few weeks? I know. That's, it's, that's I a don't lot. Know. I don't know. That's that's weird to me, but maybe that's because I'm a millennial and I don't know. We don't write letters. So Dobby drops the pudding on mm-hmm. Harry's head. Mm-hmm. Harry gets blamed not only by the Dursleys for doing that, but also by the Ministry of Magic. Oh, yeah. He gets that, that warning. They're like immediately they're like, stop doing magic. This yeah. is your final warning. Yeah, an owl flies in out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about his owl that's all locked Hedwig? up? Yeah. I'm really sad about that. I know. Like, why can't the owl just go fly around? Yes, the Dursleys are horrible people. They are. They're really awful. I. You can't just keep a bird in a cage. I know. They're so terrible that they won't let that bird out. Ugh. But anyway, so Harry gets like this formal warning from the Ministry of Magic that he's not allowed to do magic. Yep. So that's like his one warning. And then the Dursleys figure out that he can't do magic and they lock him up in his room. Yeah. Yeah. But then who shows up at his window? The Weasleys. The Weasleys in in what? In the Ford fiasco. No. (laughs) In the Ford Anglia. Anglia. And they pry the bars off the window. Why did they use an American car for this? Is that a good question? 
very, that seems very, like, were they trying to make a statement about it being, like, super American? I don't know. Good question, though. Because the Anglica's, that's not a real car, right? Anglia? <laughs> Stop saying Anglica. You did that last episode, too. <laughs> not a real car is it ford anglias yeah i don't know i think it is let's look it it up i'm gonna look it up right now i mean i guess the other question is are there any british car companies ford anglia is a small family car that was designed and manufactured by ford uk oh it was made in the uk okay that makes quite a bit more sense that just that just answered all of our questions yeah thanks wikipedia wow wow So that's a legit car that was manufactured in the UK. Definitely not Anglica. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they show up in the middle of the night. I do like this little, like, bust-out scene um, because Harry's getting out, and there's, like, the struggle with Mr. Dursley. Harry's leaving, and they're getting all his stuff, and he almost forgets Hedwig. How could you forget your owl? I know. Oh, my gosh. But then they get out, and... Then the owl gets to fly behind the car, and that's so exciting. It's like it's like a free willy moment, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're finally free yeah, to be. Yeah, that's exactly them. what it feels like. Yeah. It's a free willy moment. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Um, yeah, I did like that scene and that Harry got to break free, and then he gets to go live with this lovely magic family the Weasleys, who I really like because they're clearly, you know, they kind of like allude to the Weasleys' money issues in the f- first book, like Ron not having a lot of money or stuff or, or whatever. But, you know, they talk about the house and like it's all like crooked and they just like added on rooms, helter skelter. But like you just get this really warm like feeling of love when you're inside mm-hmm. the Weasleys' house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really. Really like that. Obviously, it's complete opposite to what Harry's used to, but it's just like, you know, this family doesn't have a lot. They might not have a lot of money, but they have a family and a community and they support each other. And I I really like that. I mean, I think that's exactly what it's supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to feel warm and welcoming and cozy and and loving and quirky. Mm -hmm. And the family is so nice. And that's what I think of when I think of like, a wizard house you know mm-hmm. that's kind of what i think of yeah i mean i just like that they did it kind of like on the understated side and not like oh we have this big powerful house because we're big powerful wizards you know that it's just like kind mm-hmm. of like a laid back environment just like a simple country house is kind of what it feels like and then there's kind of like the tie-in that their dad works for the ministry of magic and i i liked you know they were talking about like the artifacts and other kind of like things like that that was really interesting mrs weasley was up in arms about the ford anglia nice thanks i said it right then it just kind of was like harry's just like part of the family and they have to go out and they have to (laughs) denome the garden that was a silly scene Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was a really silly scene Chapter three is basically Harry getting to the burrow and just kind of being overwhelmed by a wizard's way of life, right? Mm-hmm. Dino mean the garden. There's like a ghoul in the attic and 
He's just getting acquainted with the Weasleys. He meets Mr. Weasley, who works at the Ministry of Magic. Not only just works in the Ministry of Magic, but works in the Muggle Affairs Department. And uh, so he's really interested in Muggle things. And we find out he's the one that enchanted the car to fly. Right. Um, oh, I liked hearing about the enchanted objects, the like teapot and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that was a funny that's thought. A, that's a nice bit of like world building. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. There's wizards that play pranks on muggles mm-hmm. with and of course that would happen you know yeah jenny gets brought up again in this chapter who we met in the first book but she's not at hogwarts yet and she's like very enamored with harry and a little scared of him okay i have a test for you okay as an ultimate muggle yeah can you name all of the weasleys Ooh. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. What are their names? I don't, they don't have names. They've totally said their names. Okay, I'll get back to them. Okay. There's Fred mm-hmm. and George. Yeah, those are the twins. Those are the twins. And Percy, yes. who's like the prefect. He's like the golden child kind of thing, it sounds, mm-hmm. seems like. And Ron mm-hmm. and Jenny. Yep. There's another one? There's two more. Two more? Yeah. There's the one that deals with the dragons in Ukraine or something. Yes. Is he in Ukraine? Did I just make that up? He's not in the Ukraine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's in Romania. Romania. Yeah. That's right. That's right. His name, Charlie? Yes. Yay! Wow, good job. Oh, cool. There's, and there's another one? There's one more. He might be mentioned in the first book, but not maybe not significantly. Okay. He's the oldest one. I was going to say Harry because it sounds really British. <laughs> I remember that. You remember that's the name of the protagonist? <laughs> the name yeah. Of the main not, not Harry Weasley. <laughs> okay, hold on. That's why I guess Charlie because <laughs> it's also um, another br- really British really, name. Really like British yeah. royalty name. Uh, well, this one is not, it's not a very British name. Okay. Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. His name is Bill. Bill? Bill Well, like William. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's a pretty British royalty name. He's never called William in the book. Yeah. He's only called Bill. Okay. But it's Bill Weasley. He's the oldest. Bill, And he works for Gringotts Bank. (gasps) The plot thickens. Yeah. And do you know the names of the mom and dad? Sure. Yeah. Greg. Nope. And (laughs) Georgina. No. It's Arthur and Molly Weasley. You'll get very familiar with those names. Okay, okay, okay. So what we're going to do now for those of you that are brand new to this is I am going to lay down the rules for Becky to make her prediction. Becky is going to make a prediction about what happens in the next three chapters of the book but I have some guidelines for her to follow and to basically kind of set her on the right path. So I give Becky the names of the three chapters. I give her the main characters in those three chapters. I don't break it down by chapter, just by that section of three chapters, I give her the main characters. And then I give her the main locations that come up during those three chapters. And based on all of that information, she is going to attempt to make some predictions about what she thinks happens. Are you Mm -hmm. ready, Becky? Mm -hmm. Chapter four is called At Flourish and Blots. Chapter five is called The Whomping Willow. 
and chapter six is called Gilderoy Lockhart. Within those three chapters, the main characters are Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Fred, George, Ginny, Percy, Molly, and <laughs> Arthur Weasley. Should have just looked at that. You should have just looked at that. Hermione Granger, Gilderoy Lockhart, Draco and Lucius Malfoy, The Whomping Willow, Snape McGonagall Dumbledore, Professor Sprout, and Colin Creevy. And the main locations are The Burrow, Nocturne Alley, Borgen and Burks, Diagon Alley, Flourish and Blots, which is a bookstore, King's Cross Station and Platforms Nine and Three Quarters, The Flying Ford Anglia, which I think can be counted as like a location, but also kind of like a character. <laughs> Herbology class and defense against the dark arts class. That is a lot. It is a lot. The book, the book really opens up when you get to Hogwarts because there's so much going on. Yeah. So that's a lot. But it's a lot. I'm going to do some broad predictions. You think you can do it? Yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. Good luck. Okay, so chapter four at Flourish and Blots, which we know is a bookstore because they went there in the first book. Yeah, they did. Okay, so they start at the burrow and they're kind of like finishing up their summer, the Weasleys and Harry together, and he's having a great time and it's great. And they're introducing him to more like magic creatures and like the magic way of going through life. And it's really nice. And it's really nice to see him in an environment where he's not, Locked in a cupboard. And then Nocturne Alley. That sounds kind of like a pub. So I'm wondering if like the older brothers take Ron and Weasley to... Ron and Weasley? Yeah. Ron and Harry. <laughs> if they take Ron and Harry to this pub, maybe they take the Ford... Anglia, and I wonder if this is where we finally learn about butterbeer. Oh. Because I know that butterbeer is a thing, but we have not had it yet, or not mentioned it yet. Mm -hmm. And so maybe in the Nocturne Alley, they get a butterbeer. I don't know. So Borgen and Burks. So I'm going to guess that they have to go back to Diagon Alley. Well, that's one of the places. They have to go back to Diagon Alley to kind of get their stuff for the second semester, right? Like that was a really big part of the first book, and now they have to get stuff for the specific classes they have this year. So they go back, and they stop in at Borgen and Burks, which I'm going to guess is a law firm. Sounds like a law firm. Sure, yeah. Um, sounds like, you know, maybe they do business with Green Gots or whatever. And maybe there's, like, another piece. So last book we got, like, a piece of the Harry and his parents puzzle with this, like, inheritance and the safety to cure Deposit box? Mm hmm Try to say. Words are hard. I tried to say security and deposit, and it said security. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Borgen and Burks is a law firm, and maybe there's, like, a new piece of Harry's kind of history being built. Like, maybe there's, like, a will or, like, a note or something for him at this law firm. So they stop in there. They're in Diagon Alley. They're getting stuff. They go to flourish. Wait, so what did they get at Bergen and Bur Burks? 
They just find out something about Harry's past. Oh, through a will. Through some legal document. Okay, what do you think they find out? I don't know, maybe just like a nice note from his parents Oh, or well, that'd be nice. Because he doesn't know much about them. So he just kind of learns some more kind of... Yeah, or maybe there's like an air of mystery, like... I feel like they're kind of building this puzzle up a little bit. And this is going to be a big journey that Harry's going on personally throughout all this other stuff that's happening. About learning about his mm-hmm. past and who he is and who yeah. his family is. Yes. Okay. And they go to this bookstore and they run into Hermione who's there, but she's already like read all the books and memorized all the books. And she's just like picking up some light quantum magic or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they're happy to see her again. Nice. <laughs> and and um, Gilderoy Lockhart is, he's not the wand guy, right? No, that's Mr. Ollivander. Ollivander, that's right. Okay. Gilderoy Lockhart is a new character. Is a new character. Okay, I'm going to wait on him. Okay. So then they go to King's Cross Station. The Weasleys and Harry all go. Go to platform nine and three quarters. They they run into Draco and Lucius, who are also, you know, on their way to Hogwarts. Well, not Lucius. That's Draco's dad, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. They run into them. It's unpleasant. Oh, yeah. They thought Dobby was from the Malfoy's house, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. I wonder if that comes up. Probably not. But, okay, so they do the thing and they get back to Hogwarts. Their first class is this herbology class taught by Professor Sprout, none other than. As we know, (laughs) J.K. Rowling is not subtle with her names. Yeah, and the first lesson is about this whomping willow. Whomping? Whomping. Whomping. I don't want to say whomping. It's called the whomping willow. Whomping sounds like W-O-M-P. Womp, like womp, womp. But this is a whomping willow. Okay, it's a whomping willow. <laughs> you, whomping. You disagree? I don't. I've just never heard. <laughs> I, just think that's funny. I just feel like whomping willow sounds different. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. True. Whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Fair there's enough. There's a there's a whomping willow. Whatever. And they're learning about it in herbology class. Yeah, they have to like cast some spells on it. And stuff. What is it though? It's a tree. It's a tree. Yeah. Okay. And it whomps. What does that mean? It's like slumping. <laughs> it's just like, that's, it's that's like, like a, the body language that yeah, it has. Yeah, it's like a sad tree and they have to try and make it's it. It's whomping. They gotta try and make it, oh, a, you make it a happy tree. It's a whomping <laughs> Like Bob Ross says. They have to make it a happy, happy tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Happy little this, whomping willow. This prediction is off the rails. Um... And, oh, Snape has taken over Defense of the Dark Arts class because Quirrell is dead mm-hmm. or something. You think Snape got his job? Yeah, he wanted his job. He wanted it really bad. Yeah. And he's he's kind of a dark soul anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he got his job. Gilderoy Lockhart. He sounds like a Care Bear. <laughs> What? What did you just say? <laughs> he sounds like a Care Bear. All of the Care Bears were like Lionheart and this heart. I, they all had like heart at the end I of their name. I must confess I 
I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's because you were born in the 90s, and I was born in the 80s. Um, Barely. Whatever. It still counts. So he teaches something at Hogwarts. What, do you, what does he teach? What do you think? Lockets. He teaches lockets? Yeah. He's the locket teacher? Or the locksmith? You think that's a class at Hogwarts, a subject Lock, at school? Locksmith. Locksmithing. Yeah. You think he teaches how to make locks? Pick locks. Pick locks. Yeah. Lock picking. Yes. You think he teaches Hogwarts <laughs> students how to pick locks? <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I feel a like, lot wrong about this prediction. I feel like he's blonde and he's full of like golden light. Well, you're not too far off there. Okay. And then we just got Colin Creevy, who has to do with the Quidditch team, I think, because he sounds like an athlete. Mm. And I think he is maybe a new coach. Okay. Or something. Who is the old captain? Do you remember his name? Oh, yeah. He was the hot one. Yeah, he's super hot. Oh, shit. What was his name? It was something hot, too. It was like... He was a little... If, I mean, if you think about it in a particular <laughs> way, it's kind of sexual. Oh, man. Ugh. It was. You want me to tell you? Give me a hit. It has to do with wood. Oh, Oliver Wood? Yeah. It doesn't, Oliver. It doesn't have to do with wood. It's wood. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Thank you so much for that prediction, Becky. Really appreciate it. We're going to find out just how right or just how wrong Becky was in our next episode when we talk about chapters four, five, and six. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening. We have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account. Our Twitter is at Muggles Guide. Our Instagram is Muggles Guide Podcast. Go follow us. Go check us out. We also should have a website that is published. At the time of this recording, it is not published, but it should be published and ready to go by the time this is out. It's a MuggleSguide.com. So go check that out. If you want all the latest news, all the happenings, please follow that. If you are enjoying the podcast, please give us a like, give us a review, give us five stars, whatever it is, so other people can find and listen. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.